Okay, I'm here with uh, Marina Helfry. Yes, that's right. And Marina has just um, helped to uh, make a series with Father Leo Mosburg, who is, uh, he was an advisor for Mother Teresa, traveled with her for seven, uh, seven or eight years. And um, he's written a book on Mother and his experiences with that. And uh, Marina is a young person that um, did a show and interviewed Father Leo. And I just wanted to ask you, Marina, about your experiences doing the show and your experiences back in Germany, your homeland. You're currently a student in Munich. Uh, But first, let's talk about the show. Um, You were the host of the show. Mm -hmm. And how did you prepare uh, to interview Father Leo? Well, Father Leo, he um, wrote a book Um, where he writes all his and explains all his experiences he had with Mother Teresa. And I love to read the book because there are so many little stories that he lived with Mother Teresa during the trips. And you get to know Mother Teresa from a very human aspect and point of view. It was um, really impressive for me, the preparation already. And then I didn't know Father Leo Masburg before, and I was very... Yeah, I was very nervous about um, the first meeting I had with him because I knew that he must be very a very special man. Mm-hmm. And um, I wondered if Mother Teresa marked him in some ways. And um, yeah, for me, the first meeting, it was a preparatory meeting and it was, um, yeah, I was impressed by his personality um, by his shiny eyes, his bright eyes that are so deep. And, yeah, I just read his book for preparation and um, I saw some movies of Mother Teresa. I um, read cita- citations, uh, c- citations, <laughs> it's in French, uh, some, some phrases of her that are striking. I read them to just to get into her spirituality, right. and yeah. And how did the series go? You finished it today? Yes, it went very, very well. We, the first day, I think we produced five series, the second four and the third four as well. So we did 13 in three days, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, we rushed through it because Father, he was in a in a flow of stories, so we... I didn't want to stop him. <laughs> Is there a, a particular story that, that struck you that um, really made an impression on you? I mean, yes, there are a lot of stories how Mother Teresa dealt with authorities, how she faced presidents, how she, in all these meetings, she was such a humble person and she what was striking me the most that in every person she sees Jesus and she doesn't make any differences if she looks in the eyes of one person she sees Jesus there mm-hmm. and um she to the poorest of the poor she wants to give service and um she yeah she wants to bring them back to dignity and no matter what it costs. Um, And then another point, it's more spiritual one, is the darkness darkness of her soul, 
that she lived through through I think 35 years mm. almost and father explained it really understandable because before I didn't understand quite well what it is about to not to feel God anymore to have doubts and he explained it with John of the Cross it says a person that doesn't believe is in darkness but then you get to know God a little bit better and you step out from this darkness and maybe then you see some some shadows and you can yeah you can detect something you maybe you say okay God maybe he's like that and a very holy person makes a step further and comes to the sun, to the light, to the origin. And it's so bright, it's so shiny that you don't see anything anymore. Mm. So it's a mystery and it's the degree of holiness that Mother Teresa has. To continue her work and, and not to let up at all. You know, to, I know she was a, such a strong person. I also wanted to ask you about uh, Bavaria. You are Munich is in considered the Bavarian region, right? <laughs> yes. Now Bavaria is you know, obviously our Holy Father is from Bavaria. So, uh, how would you describe the faith in Bavaria? Well, the faith in Bavaria, it depends. It's it's different from I would say the tradition and the form they practice, the way they practice the faith is different from the rest of the country because it goes back to the roots. It's very original, I would say. Um, they, they have a lot of their own traditions and things in Bavaria. Yes, and the devotion, the devotion to, to um, a lot of saints that are from the special region where we live. Maybe I come from Würzburg. It's St. Kilian, that is um, very important for them. Um, the devotion to the saints, to... Uh, what saint is that? Kilian. Oh. Kilian, it's from... Um, he's um, the missionary okay. that brought the Catholic faith to... Germany. Yeah, not to Germany, but to Franken. It's, one, it's in the north of Bavaria. Okay. It's a region in the north of Bavaria. And... As well, the devotion to um, to Mary. Um, it, you can find it in Bavaria very strong. Now, there's a shrine I know the Holy Father visited. Is it Alting? At Alting? Yeah. Yes, it's really close to Munich. It's one of my favorite places to go there. Describe that for us. Um, well, it's, it's a town like every town in Bavaria, actually, but... Um, the center, the heart of the town is this little chapel um, with a um, place of where they sell um, devotional, how do you say? De- devotional. Trinkets, we kind of say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The devotional goods, statues, devotional rosaries. Goods. And yes, things. exactly. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, in in the in this little chapel in there, there's um, an image and shrine of um, of the lady, and she's all black. Mm. She's black, and the chapel is black as well because there was a fire some centuries ago, and 
they never painted it white again. It's mm. it's all black, but it's 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 beautiful. Somehow it's really beautiful. Um, and around the chapel, you have all these little pictures that the people brought to thank you, Mary, um, that she heard the prayer. And um, so you have like a puzzle around the chapel, all these little pictures right. from the different centuries. And you could take hours and hours to go around this chapel um to re read all the little notes and to uh, yeah get an overview over all these miracles that happened and our lady is honored there under what title um she has no special title it's jungfrau von altötting i think i've never heard a special title is that the young woman of Is that Jungfrau? Is that young woman? It's the virgin. Oh, the virgin. Virgin. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is it a great, it's a small chapel or is it big? Or? No, it's really small, maybe. Who? If it's really, really crowded, 100 person fit in there. Even less. It's really little. Really little. But, um, yeah, and it's, That's a little bit sad because not many young people go there. That's, yeah, that's sometimes, that makes me sad. But the character of the, the Bavarian people, it's, it's mostly Catholic. They're very devout. Is it more of an agrarian kind of farming culture? Or? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, I would agree. Yes, it, it's like that. But... Of course, the young generation is far away, as everywhere in Germany. Maybe they see how tradition, traditional Catholicism works. They have an idea about it. They um, still have a clue how it's like. So it's not foreign to them or strange to them. They know how it's, but they don't live it in their hearts. Right. But that's maybe different from Berlin, because there they have... They have no idea. Mm. So, um, yeah, but the older generation or the generation of my parents, um, it's normal to go to, to Mass on Sundays. Of course, it's normal. And all, also the big feast days, they are celebrated like, wow, with flowers, with music, Burp, burp, burp. I don't know how to say <laughs> trumpets and <laughs> what would be the big like the big Marian feast the Assumption or what would be a big feast for the Bavarian people um, Fronleichnam but it's where the Corpus Christi is honored how do Corpus you Christi. Corpus Christi mm -hmm. it's Corpus Christi in Munich it's a procession right. big 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 the main street is closed You can't pass by, mm -hmm. by car. And yeah, hundreds of people go there in traditional Bavarian clothes. Lederhosen? Yes, Lederhosen <laughs> and Dirndl. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's really nice. They come from all, yeah, from around 100 kilometers. They, they come and join the procession. What is, um, have you been much to East Germany? No, not at all. No. Not at all. 
unfortunately not. But um, it, I just um, can tell you what I've heard. But um, yeah, people, you you can feel that it um, was an atheistic um, regime that was there and as well as statistics that the family that are more families broken that they're they're not um, married that they are not baptized um yeah it's it's quite a different world mm -hmm. if you see it from the point of your faith are they hungry for the faith are, are people like going in to preach and teach the faith and getting a good response Well, they are so far away that, and they maybe they are not atheists, but they are indifferent. They just don't care. They live their life, mm -hmm. and um, so they are so far away that it's not too hard to 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 get them back. Maybe because they don't know anything, so you you just come and tell them something, mm -hmm. and they are happy to hear about it. Mm -hmm. They don't have this. Um, Prejudice, prejudice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, are the Bavarians real proud of Benedict? Yes, they are. <laughs> yes, they are. Even the young generation is really proud that the Pope is Bavarian. Yes, of yeah. course. <laughs> yeah, they are. And he's been back uh, a number of times, hasn't he? Yes, um, I think twice. Twice. Mm -hmm. Twice. Once he visited. Uh, his hometown, which is um, Magdal am Inn. Uh huh. It's What is that like? Unfortunately, I've never been there, um, but it's um, it's not yet in the Alps, but um, in f some kilometers before mm -hmm. the Alps begin, mm -hmm. and um, it's really on the countryside. It's in the depth of the countryside and he must have had a childhood like, yeah, it's it's like mm, I don't know the word in English. Oh, that's so sad because I want to tell so much <laughs> but yeah but very happy um, childhood. All right. mm -hmm. And I know in, in some of the biographies about him They speak of a uh, Baroque uh, style uh, to the churches. It's like, I remember he said one time, that talking about how um, you know, their approach to the faith is one of, of joy and celebration, and the architecture has a Baroque style to it, uh, especially in Bavaria. And do you find that true? Yes, it's true. It's true. Um, the Baroque style... Baroque style, uh, Baroque, Baroque style, um, is very joyful and um, it shows the beauty of God. Mm -hmm. It shows that, um, as well, the architecture that we want to give the best and the most beautiful to our Lord, and. It helps you praying. It helps you praying. You see all this beauty around you mm -hmm. in the churches. Mm -hmm. And you and it's true that every single little village has a beautiful, beautiful church. 
In the north of Bavaria, it's different, but it's just in the south, you have this um, barrack style. Now, you are at university now. You're studying um, uh, yeah, philosophy of communication. Philosophy and communication science, yeah. Okay. And what are the, you're a young person, you're in college. What do you see as the challenges, maybe in Germany, that you see for the young people? I know here in America there's so many obvious media influences pulling us away from the faith. Is it the same in Germany? Yeah. Yeah, it's the materialistic world <laughs> that is between them and God. They are occupied by different yeah, by different things and the only thing that counts is fun. Where do you have the most fun? Oh no, that's not fun. No, I won't do it. Mm. That's the only criteria they have sometimes. And I think it's not so much different from from America. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, the problems mm-hmm. <laughs> of the youth in Germany. Mm. Um, yeah. And what do you hope to do with your degrees that you're studying for? I would love to work maybe for a foundation that is fighting for the right to of for the right of life um against abortion and yeah i did several um how do you call it yeah several works for some foundations already where i um yeah, yes exactly i did some campaigns as well and um it makes me so happy to do something that makes sense. <laughs> and um, I know it's not lost. It's something um, I hope I could do something as well for the next generation mm-hmm. and for the future of our country, mm-hmm. Germany and Europe. And it's not too late to do something. It's not too late. I really have the hope and there are a lot of um, good-willed young people that um, will, will, um, yeah, will help with that. Mm-hmm. So, what are some of the signs of hope then? Just the young people themselves, their openness to truth and things. Yes. Well, that maybe some of them come from broken families, mm-hmm. and. They are so hurt by that, and actually they have the longing for um, for the beauty of life. And that, of course, they are human creations. They have the longing for that. Mm-hmm. And so um, I have the hope that they long for um, the beauty of a family life, um, and you just have to talk to them about it. You just have to talk to them about this, and yeah... And and to maybe to to give an example as well, mm-hmm. to give an example with your life, that it's possible to live it, mm-hmm. and um, that the church offers a beautiful way to to the fullness of life, mm-hmm. and um, they are open to hear that. Actually, I mean, my friends, I 
Some, I don't talk too much. I don't talk too much to them, but sometimes they ask, why is this like that? Why are you so happy? What, what gives you the joy? I mean, you passed the exam, and you had almost you failed. Um, but what gives you the joy to continue? Because it's not everything. Mm-hmm. They think their future depends on this stupid exam. Mm. They, they don't have this view to heaven that this is our, our actually our goal to go to heaven. Mm. And um, yeah, to give them, them this perspective and to, yeah, but it's, um, it's a good youth in germany i mean they they really they they are longing and that's the that's the point if they are completely indifferent for everything then it's hard but they are still longing and how about you personally uh you love the church you're doing some work for the church here and hope to continue that um what do you love about the catholic church I love um, that the universal, universal, yeah, do you say universal? Universal nature. Yeah, of the church. Mm-hmm. For example, I came here and uh, I never celebrated um, mass in the English language before, mm-hmm. or once or twice, but I didn't remember. And then you started um, the main part in Latin. So I really feel at home. And everywhere you go, to each town, to each city, um, on each trip that I make, the first place where I go is to the church there. And you feel everywhere at home, (laughs) because everywhere is Jesus and you have your home everywhere. (laughs) That's what I love about the church. And yeah. (laughs) And do you you spend time in adoration sometimes? Do you like to pray before? Yes, I actually if i i i want to go to mass every day mm-hmm. um to munich sometimes can happen that um it's too full the schedule of studies mm-hmm. but actually i want to go every day and well doing some retreats mm-hmm. um going on pilgrimages it's yeah it's something that gives me the strength to continue and uh, as well meet the people there mm-hmm. And to share time with them, it's it's beautiful, it's beautiful. And you, and as there are not so many um, convinced Catholics and young Catholics in Germany, you have friends everywhere in Germany. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you often at the weekends, I I travel around to to see them, mm-hmm. and um, so it's a really um, yeah. A really busy life you have as a Catholic. <laughs> right, right, right. Marina, you were telling me about your uh, your own kind of story and walk with the Lord. Uh, you're raised in a devout home, mm-hmm. but something happened when you were a teenager. Yes, I mean everybody has to make his own decision at one point of your life, and I was 14. I remember, and actually I was fed up with the church because it was so boring to go to mass to see all these old people and uh, it 
didn't give me anything. And I had some of my friends, they were in the evangelistic churches. And it was so vivid, it was so joyful, and they went on activities all the weekends. And they were so busy. And um, they invited me and they just said, come and see and have a look, maybe you like it. And so I continued to be with them and to, to um, make some activities with them. And actually it was good. It was really good because they um, showed me or learned me that Christ is a person that I can talk to, that I can pray to. And they really learned me how to, to pray, what praying is about. Before I just do the, yeah, okay, um, our Father in Heaven, um, um, Salve Regina, all these Catholic prayers, but I never knew how to, to, to really talk with him just like with a friend. And how did they teach you? Like with the Bible, with the scriptures? Mm-hmm. They would teach you. What would they, how did they teach you? Well, we read in the Bible, and then we were talking about it, and then it was, sometimes it was strange because we were talking to each other, then suddenly we were in prayer. And, um, well, I, the, the way they talked to him showed me, wow, it's super normal to talk to him. Mm. It was uh, Jesus today, my day. Um, I went through some struggles, and I, it was really hard for me. You know why you didn't help me out there at this mm-hmm. point? Like normal, like as I would talk to my mom at home. And this made me free to, to yeah, to um, continue being in touch with him. And today, do you, like when you pray, do you find a powerful way to pray is with the scripture? Um, yeah, and then my way continued with another um, apostolic movement. I... I uh, went back to the Catholic Church because I saw all the sacraments that I was missing there. And um, so I continued my way with the Regnum Christi, another apostolic movement, and um, they learned me how to meditate on the scripture. Not just talking la 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 like that, but really how to meditate and stay with Jesus in prayer, in silence, mm-hmm. how to contemplate. Right. This was the next step, yeah. Mm-hmm. How would you tell, you're a busy college person, uh, how would you tell maybe a college person listening to this a good way to pray, like a practical suggestion? Well, I actually, I try to have a schedule for prayer, now I don't because um, it's so hard. You don't have a regular schedule every day um, in university. So when I get up, if it's at 6, at 8, um, maybe if I'm in a hurry, sometimes I just make the sign of the cross to be connected to heaven, mm-hmm. to start the day um, with him. 
And it's not necessary to take half an hour or 45 minutes. But these little signs during the day to remember I do it for him. Mm -hmm. He's my strength. He keeps me go. He keeps me going. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, these these are little signs. Yeah, to 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 show him that um, I want to lift my heart up to him. But um, yeah, this is the st the the beginning. I think. Right. Yeah. Right these little moments with him during the day. That is this, to be faithful to him during the day and to, yeah, to keep connected. <laughs> right. Well, thank you so much uh, for speaking with us. And uh, I'm sure we'll probably meet again. Hopefully you'll do more series work here with Christina. Yes, so. I would love to. Thank you. Thank you so much.